Welcome to the Confidence Lounge podcast, where we cover all things confidence in life and business. I'm your host, Elise Conroy, and I'm on a passionate mission to help thousands of women across the world feel more confident from the inside out, because not on my watch am I ever going to watch another woman do insecure life and business again. So if you're ready to become your most confident self, mama, or businesswoman, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. So grab your favorite beverage, get nice and comfy, and get ready to receive today's confidence injection. Welcome back to the Confidence Lounge Podcast. All right, today we are diving into your SPF. And no, that is not your sun protection factor. I know I hail from the beauty industry, and you probably thought we were going to talk about that type of SPF today, but I got creative, and I actually created my own acronym for SPF, which is Success, Perfection, and Failure. So these three things are so critical to how you feel in your day-to-day life. So we're going to be diving into what your specific SPF formula is is. We're going to talk about why knowing this is critical to your success, your happiness, and how much money you make and how you feel as you live every day. And we're going to talk about how to create your exact formula. So I wanted to come on and talk about this because this ends up being one of the favorite exercises from my clients who have done the CAN program. And the reason why this ends up being one of their favorites is because we've never actually thought about these things until we sat down and looked at it. So I want you to think about right now, How do you define success? How do you define perfection? And how do you define failure? Because if we actually go into, once again, like the trusty dictionary says, I have a hunch that it probably does not look like this in your mind, right? So when we think of what the dictionary defines SPF as, success is the accomplishment of an aim or purpose, which I'm sure when you think of success, it probably doesn't look like an aim or a purpose, right? When we look at perfection, it is the condition, state, or quality of being free or as free as possible from all flaws or defects. And when we look at failure, it's lack of success. So I'm sure when you were fearing failure, because we all have feared it at some point, right? It probably was like, oh, I'm fearing failure because of lack of success. No, I'm sure that's not how it showed up in your mind. So this SPF formula, is all about empowering you to see how you think about, in your own words, what success, perfection, and failure are. So we all have a different definition of these things. So it is so critical to know our own personal definition because what might be perfect for you is very different than what's perfect for me. And the interesting thing is we all are taught, right? You've got to be perfect. Don't live this imperfect life. So this is why so many of us become perfectionists. I work with a lot of women who are perfectionists. I myself am also a recovering perfectionist, right? Because I thought if I could really believe or if I could really get to the point of being perfect, that then I would be loved and I would be accepted and I would be liked by everybody and I would have all the money and have all the success in the world, right? It didn't work that way, right? Perfection is a total illusion because once again, it's different for all of us. So I was drunk on the illusion of perfection for a very long time. I also used perfection as a way to protect myself because if I was perfect and I did everything perfect, then I couldn't get it wrong right? So then I wouldn't be judged and I wouldn't be shamed and all the things. So I would spend, I use this joke, hours and hours when I was still working at my corporate job, moving one picture in the PowerPoint presentation, one millimeter to the left or one millimeter to the right, because that was what was going to make or break my presentation to Sephora, right? As if the, the picture was one millimeter to the left or right. So crazy. But this is the thing is that we lose all of this time doing things like this to prove that we're perfect, when in actuality, we are all flawed humans. There is no human that is perfect. 
And if you thought there was, I'm so sorry to burst your bubble. But in actuality, we're all flawed. And it's learning how to love our flaws in spite of all the conditioning, in spite of being told we have to be perfect. That's our growth opportunity right there is to learn how to love ourselves in spite of what society has conditioned us to see as our flaws. So I want to give a couple examples of this concept in the work that I've done with my clients. So I was just working with a client recently who had never thought about what her success, perfection, failure model was, right? So when we were looking at her drive, she was very hungry for success. And this is an area where I really related to her because I was also, you know, for so long, so hungry and so driven by the need for success. So I was asking her where her model for success had come from. And it was based on what her parents had set for her when she was younger. So they had really painted a very clear vision of what they wanted her to do professionally. And they had set very clear expectations of the levels that she needed to be at. And if she didn't meet those levels, then it was going to be considered failure, right? So she she had a very high standard that they had given her. And this started very young. So the conditioning and the grooming to be this person started when she was a kid. And they held her accountable to be perfect. Failure was not an option. How many of us been taught that, right? So she would kill herself staying late. And once again, I did the same thing too, working 100 hour weeks, flying all across the world at the drop of a dime to go work on this project because I couldn't be seen as somebody who failed, right? So she was killing herself overworking. Then she would get home and she was so hyped up from work that she would just shove food in her mouth. And next thing you know, she's like trying to scroll on Instagram to binge out and just like turn her mind off. And then she would try to go to sleep, but she was still so stimulated. And then she's just replaying, oh, I should have done this. This wasn't good enough. I needed to be better here. Oh, God. And then she had her mom's voice in her head. And it was so critical because we identified that her mom's voice, even in her mid-30s, was still influencing how she was showing up and feeling about herself every single day. And next thing you know, now she's not sleeping because she's like, oh God, now I have to do this. And if I don't do this, then this is going to happen. Oh God, oh God. And the stress and the panic loop never ended. And we didn't realize until we actually dug deep, went way below the surface, deep within, we didn't realize that it was still because there was a part of her, that inner child, that was still trying to prove to her mom, hey, I'm going to be successful by your standards. I don't want to disappoint you. I am good enough. Look, I didn't fail, mom, because I was killing myself because I'm trying to be perfect for you. And I asked her, do you still want to keep this? Do you want to keep this model for success and perfection and failure? Or do you want to redefine it by your standards at this point of your life? Because truly, we all have the power to reset and redefine. We don't have to keep with the conditioning that we were offered as children. Because for so many of us, especially parents who pushed us, who pushed us to be better, who pushed us to be successful, who told us that we weren't good enough and told us to keep trying and try harder, we don't have to keep trying. We don't have to keep taking their beliefs and their desires for us as our desires for ourselves. And for so many of us, we live our whole entire lives without realizing that that's an option that we have. We keep trying to do right by them. And we end up living lives that we're not fulfilled by because we're so consumed with trying to live the life that somebody else wanted for us. And I saw this within my own family, with some of my family members who their parents wanted them to do certain things for professions. They really wanted to do something different, but they ended up going into careers that their parents really felt convicted that they needed to be in. And they weren't happy. 
And I think about even with my parents, they tried to push me into being into what they thought was a safe industry, right? So be a nurse or be a doctor, right? Something that makes really good money that's always going to be in demand. And at the age of 17, I made them a PowerPoint presentation showing them why I wanted to go into the beauty industry and how even when a recession hits, women are still going to be buying lipstick. And you better believe when the recession hit, I threw that in their face. (laughs) But we have to be very mindful over the opportunities and the beliefs and the wishes and desires that other people have for us. And we have to be very clear on our own wishes and desires and beliefs that we have for ourselves. Because what I don't want to see you do is fall into living a life consumed by people pleasing, right? Making sure you say yes to everybody so they're happy with us. So that way at the end of the day, everyone will like you or perfectionism because you're still so hungry to prove yourself and to be accepted and to once again, do right by everybody else. So I want you to think about if you were to write down your definition of success, your definition of perfection, and your definition of failure, what are all of those to you? Because when I think of the dictionary's definition, my personal definitions look nothing like that. Because I define success as never giving up on myself. Because when I never give up on myself, I will always succeed. Therefore, that one belief, if I never give up on myself, I will always succeed, means my success is inevitable. And I have a proven track record of that belief working for me again and again and again, both in my corporate career and now on my own as an entrepreneur. I just truly believe if I don't give up on me, if I don't quit on myself, If I just keep going, my success will be inevitable. And that has proven to be true again and again. My definition of perfection is being perfectly imperfect. Because guess what? I am deeply flawed. (laughs) I have no shame in admitting that. And that was so hard for me for so long to admit to people. And when I first launched my business, oh my goodness, I hid for so long. Because I didn't want anybody to see me get it wrong. And I was so worried and consumed with other people's thoughts and judgments and the what ifs and what would they think about me. And oh God, if they see me fail, I could never come back from it. Oh God. I had so many horrible thoughts and I had to really work deeply on each one of those because at the end of the day, I always believe that I will succeed. So when I saw those little nasty thoughts coming in, I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is just fear. This is me worried about doing something different. This is worried. You know, I'm just worried about other people wondering, oh God, has she lost her mind? What is she doing? And the thing is, the people that did judge me, they were just doing it out of protection. They didn't want to see me fail. They didn't want want to see me go broke, whatever they thought I was going to do, right? So now I know that me being perfect is by being perfectly imperfect because there's no such thing as perfect in my mind. I truly believe perfection is an illusion. And I think for so long, I tried so hard to have the perfect body, the perfect job, the perfect salary, the perfect house, the perfect husband. I wanted so hard to have that perfect Instagram feed and it was exhausting. And when I look back now to that version of me, I was just trying so hard to prove to myself that I was good enough. And when I actually got into the place of just accepting myself exactly as I was and loving myself exactly as I was, I no longer felt the need to prove anything to anybody because I didn't have anything left to prove to myself. I just got to be free and I got to live a happy and peaceful and content life and just be with myself, which was incredible because now my flaws, some of the things that I saw as my biggest flaws, one of which was being too much because I've had so many people in my life tell me, you're too much, you're too loud, your energy's too high, right? So I always tried to minimize myself and put myself in a box. God forbid I made someone feel uncomfortable with my big energy, right? And now 
I saw that as a, a flaw my whole entire life. And now that's one of my biggest gifts. That's why I've been so successful as an entrepreneur is because I am too much. And that's a beautiful thing, right? My energy inspires other people. It lifts people up. I'm doing exactly what I was put on this earth to do because of my too muchness. So that flaw was actually a gift. And I spent so many years hiding, hiding, right? Minimizing myself and being quiet and not speaking up because other people told me that I was too much, right? This is the importance of really having that secure foundation and go back and listen to our podcast episode about what confidence is, because we've got to have that secure belief in ourselves, that self-acceptance and that self-trust, because then other people's opinions about us become irrelevant. They can have the worst thoughts and opinions about us, but you're so secure in your foundation of who you are that it won't matter, right? So everyone else in this world can see me as imperfect, A, because that's the truth, and B, (laughs) because I'm out there talking about how imperfect I am, and that's fine because it's real, right? So being perfectly imperfect and being authentic is my idea of perfection. And my definition of failure, it's the opposite of my definition of success, is giving up on myself because every time I've given up, that's when I truly have failed. And granted, my biggest failures have led me to my biggest successes, so I no longer fear failure, right? But I know the most painful failures came because I gave up on myself. So that to me is true failure. And when I'm in the mode of just, let's say I do like a micro quit, right? Where I'm like, okay, I'm gonna give up on this, but I'm gonna keep going. I don't see that as failure, right? Because I'm choosing to keep going. So when I say giving up on myself, I think about all the times where I just deprioritized myself and came to the bottom of the list and didn't make my health a priority and was so consumed with, you know, being in that position of, just, it truly is like abusing myself. I wasn't prioritizing my health. I was just constantly giving up on myself when I was starting to work out or eat better. I was in that perpetual failure loop because I didn't know how to manage the discomfort that came along with following through. So then I invested in that skill and guess what? I lost all that weight. I became healthy and I learned how to never give up on myself again. It's the most beautiful feeling in the world to know and trust that no matter what it is, I'm never going to have to give up on myself again. Okay, so I want you to think about for each of these, for you, your personal definitions, and I want you to take this deeper. And let's look at, let's look at start with success, right? So let's look at when you think of your definition of success, what does that look like, right? So what does your successful world look like? Do you have the, you know, hypothetical American dream, the big house, the white picket fence, the perfect partner, the perfect car, the dog, the kids, yada, yada, right? That's like the American dream that we've been spoon fed. Or does success look to you like you're working two or three jobs and you're doing each of those jobs, absolutely loving them. Maybe you do one for a couple hours a week. Maybe you're like me and you're a coach and you also do retreats and you also lead workshops and you also do motivational speaking, right? You get to do what feels so free and good to you. And in doing that, you have financial and time freedom where you can live your life. You can make your own schedule. You get to have an abundance amount of space to be with your family and your friends. You can travel on, you know, whenever you want. Like, is is that success for you? Is success a specific dollar amount, right? I want to make $250,000 a year. I want to make $50,000 a year. I want to make a million dollars a year, right? And I want to work 40 hours a week doing that. Maybe it's working for a specific company. When I look back at what I wanted as a little girl, my dream was to work for Estee Lauder. As even a little kid, that to me was the ultimate success. That was my biggest dream. And then I made that dream come true. And when I think about my old success model, 
I wanted to be a bicontinental businesswoman. And I remember as a kid doing a puzzle with my mom, and it was of the Rialto Bridge in Venice, Italy. And I told my mom, as this big, bold kid that I was, I was like, Mom, I'm going to be here one day on a business trip. And I remember being in Milan, going there for work, and I went to a trade show in Bologna. We went to Milan afterwards to go visit some of the cosmetic factories that we worked with. And then my coworker and I took a trip to Venice. And it was such a surreal moment because we had booked a wine tasting tour. It was my first time ever going wine tasting. And the wine tasting tour, the person picked us up on top of the Rialto Bridge in Venice, Italy. And I had this moment where I just started crying and my coworker looked at me and she's like, Elise, you are crazy. Why are you crying right now? I'm like, because I did a puzzle when I was a little kid said that I would be here on a business trip and we're here on a business trip. And oh my God, I made this dream come true, right? So I wanted to be a bicontinental businesswoman. I wanted to work for a huge company. I wanted to make a lot of money. I wanted to be dripping in Chanel. I wanted to be flying first class and having all the bougie life experiences and traveling and going to all these different countries and, you know, going and partying on top of all the fabulous rooftops and shopping at all the fabulous places. And that was my life for a really long time. But then I outgrew that dream. So success now to me looks very different because once my parents were both diagnosed with cancer, I wanted all the time and space, luxurious amounts of time and space to be there for them. I wanted to be able to be home. So to where once I actually had children and now I am a mom, that I could be there raising my son and not have to worry about going into an office. I didn't ever want to commute again because after, if you know Los Angeles, I was on the 405. So after being on the 405 for anywhere from two to five hours per day for three years, you better believe the last thing I wanted to do was go get in my car and see another Los Angeles freeway. So success to me was not having to leave the house and working from home and being able to control the temperature in the room and the sounds and the smells because I worked in a loft when I was working at Smashbox and it was so loud and it just was so hard to concentrate and to focus. So to be able to just be a solopreneur in my home, in the comfort of my own space is such a dream for me. And now I have so much time, so much space and unlimited potential to grow my business as big or as small as I want it to be, right? So success for me was being able to go out to lunch on a random Tuesday or garden, you know, in the middle of the day or take a walk in my neighborhood with my dog versus being locked into a nine to five. So it's interesting because for some of us, We outgrow our original dream. We outgrow our original idea of what success is, and that's okay. We always want to leave room for expansion because you don't ever have to be locked into one thing forever. And I think society conditions us to see. It's like that old, you know, industrial revolution model where it's like, you've got to stay in one job until you die. But thank God for Gen Z, they're switching stuff up and we get to actually have the freedom. And thank God for the online business space too. We have the freedom to work when we want, to launch our businesses, to do different things. So if you have an idea of what your success looked like then and that doesn't fit or feel aligned, change it. Okay, the next thing is, so we define what success looks like. What does success feel like to you? So for me right now, success feels so expansive and it feels so abundant. It almost feels luxurious. It is absolutely a wonderful feeling. So when success, when you think of that in your body, like what does that feel like to you? And how will you know when you're successful? Will it be when you have a certain amount of money in the bank? When you reach a certain title? When you have a certain amount of time every single week to spend with your family? When you actually get through your to-do list? (laughs) So how will you know when you're successful? And what do you make success mean about you? 
So this is a very important thing to understand because for so many of us, we have a self-image and there's these subconscious things going on, these narratives or our self-talk that influence how we see ourselves. So you might have this idea somewhere within you that if you don't make a certain amount of money or achieve a certain title or a certain level in your career or in your business, that you're not successful, right? So what do you make that mean about you as a person? Because for so many of us, we intertwine what we do for our work and what we do to create success with our self-worth, with our self-confidence, with who we actually are. But they are two completely separate things. So a lot of the things that I coach my clients on, and I find this coming up for a lot of my corporate clients, is separating their job title from their self-worth. So you can be the VP or president or CEO of a company but this doesn't define who you are as an individual, right? So this was a big thing that I had to battle when I became an entrepreneur because I was so consumed with who I was as the successful woman at Estee Lauder. And when I didn't have that, I felt really insecure. I wasn't on a first class plane to Milan. I wasn't going to Hong Kong for this show. I wasn't, you know, shopping and dining in these places and getting wined and dined by all of my vendors. I didn't have people telling me, oh my God, you work for Estee Lauder. That's so cool, right? I wasn't being gifted, you know, hundreds and hundreds of dollars of makeup every few months. So without those things, I was like, oh gosh, who am I? And I made that lack of success when I started my business because granted, it took me a couple years to get my business off the ground. I made that lack of success mean horrible things about me. I was a failure. I was never going to succeed. I didn't know what I was doing. I was, you know, having a really big struggle with myself and I had to do some deep, deep mindset work every single day to bring myself back to the place of, hold on, that's me in my job. Who am I as a person? And I had to separate the two. So it's very important for you to do that same work for yourself. Okay, so let's look at perfection. We're going to do the same exploration here too. So how do you personally define perfection and what does perfection look like? So once again, for me, being perfectly imperfect is my, you know, sign of perfection and my definition of perfection. I can look in the mirror and I might have had a big meal and I might have like a little pooch in my belly and that's still perfect, right? Perfect is not having to leave the house and, you know, go sit on the freeway like I was telling you just a second ago. Perfection to me, looks so different than how it used to because before it was very superficial. It was very much focused on the perfect Instagram feed, the perfect wardrobe, the perfect amount of money in the bank, the perfect car, the perfect house, right? All the things, perfect job title, yada, yada. So what does it look like for you? And no judgment here, right? Just be honest. And what does it feel like in your body? I will tell you, feeling perfectly imperfect feels free. I feel liberated. It feels incredible to not have any strings still connected to needing to be perfect, right? And I will know I'm perfect when blank. What is that for you? Is it when you have all those things and you make that money and you have that certain title and get to that point in your life and your business? Is it when you have the perfect partner? Like, what is that for you? And what do you make perfection mean? Just in the same way we looked at success. So if you consider yourself to be imperfect, is that meaning you're flawed and you're beating yourself up? And you're staying at work late because you're trying to prove yourself and you are hiding things about yourself because you don't want people to judge you, right? So what does perfection mean? And we're also going to do the same thing for failure. So how do I define failure? Failure looks like, right? So what if failure looked like learning and growing how I choose to see it now and just feedback? 
Or are you having failure look like, oh my God, my world is ending. I'm not going to be able to pay my bills. My family's going to hate me. And then I'm going to die if I fail. (laughs) Are you looking at it like failure is not an option for me. So I'm going to do whatever it takes to ensure I don't fail. If this is your mindset, we have some work to do because you're going to fail. Failure is part of the human experience. You can't avoid it. We all fail. And people that are hiding their failures are just hiding it out of embarrassment, right? They haven't done the work yet that we're talking about to get to the place of feeling safe to fail. So failure is just feedback. So I want you to think about next, failure feels like. Let's just like not beat around the bush here. Failure feels like ass. There is no time I've ever failed where I was like, yes, that was amazing. No, failure feels like ass. It feels terrible. And even with all the work that I've done, even teaching all of my clients how to fail with confidence, it still doesn't make it feel any better when it happens. So if we know that going into it, Failure is going to feel terrible. Failure for some people, and when I've worked with my clients on this, they actually say failure feels like death, right? So it can be a very terrible feeling in the body when it comes. So if we know what's coming ahead of time, it makes it that much easier when it actually does arrive versus it totally spinning us out. So what does failure feel like to you? I know for me, failure feels a lot of the times like a big disappointment. Failure to me feels like, oh God, I could have done better, but yet I did perfect because now I'm going to learn from this and I'm going to grow. So you can always course correct it. You can always turn that failure into a positive. But once again, it's okay that it feels like us. It's okay that it feels terrible. It's okay that you want to avoid it because you don't want to feel that way. Once again, welcome to being a human. Welcome to the human experience. And then I will know I fail when. So for me, when I give up on myself, What is that for you? I know I fail when I can't pay my bills, uh, when I don't have time to spend with my family, when I lose myself in a situation, when I feel like I'm going to work and selling my soul, when I'm miserable every day, when I'm in a relationship with somebody who doesn't love me or doesn't see me or doesn't treat me with the way that I or treat me the way that I deserve to be treated, when I don't have enough things to feel good enough, right? So many of us feel good when we have all the things. We want the house, we want the car. There's nothing wrong with that. So if you feel like you need those things and you don't have them, that might feel like failure to you. And once again, that's okay. We are all allowed to have our own definition of these things. And I will make failure mean blank about me. So a lot of times what I see, and I've experienced this myself too, is I'm worthless. I'm never going to make it. I'm never going to succeed. I'm a loser. I am terrible. I'm not good enough. These are the type of things that come up in our brain when we fail. And it's okay. Your inner mean girl is loud. She wants to beat you up. She wants to tell you you did all of the terrible jobs, right? She wants to flash these horrible reminders to you when you're in a moment where you're feeling triumphant. (laughs) So we want to really be kind to ourselves here. We want to lean into compassion and to empathy when we think about what we make failure mean about us. Because your failures do not define you unless you allow them to. So we want to really be kind to ourselves and be like, huh, okay, brain, I see you're you're telling me that I'm a terrible person, that I'm never going to be good enough and I'm never going to succeed because I failed this one time. I see you, but that's actually not true. So you want to swing back and have that dialogue with yourself and disempower this negative self-talk and these nasties when they come in hot. Because I have all the same nasties too. I don't think there's ever been a time I failed where I'm like, yay, that was amazing. Until I did the mindset work to get to the point of feeling like, yay, that was amazing. But the first initial feelings were terrible. So that's okay. You are allowed. 
So let's think about what does that feel like to you? So I want you to even take this a step deeper. And I want you to think about how do you currently deal with failure? And how do you actually want to deal with failure? How do you deal with rejection? And how do you want to deal with rejection? Right now, are you hiding from those things? Do you fear them at all costs? Do you avoid them and do whatever you can to make sure that failure is not an option or that you don't get rejected? Do you not go on the date because you're so scared that the person is not going to like you? Do you not go for the opportunity because you're so scared you're going to hear no? Do you not raise your prices or ask for more money because you're terrified that they're going to say no? So what what do you do there, right? So let's get honest with ourselves there because I want you to be able to see that because once you see it, then you can do something about it. You can change it. You can say, oh, I actually don't want to fear failure. So I want to be able to feel confident enough to go straight towards it. So here's the support I need. Here's the growth I need to create for myself. Here's what I need to do for the work on myself to get to that point of feeling that way. Cool. Okay. Rejection. I don't want to have a feeling, you know, a fear about this too. I don't want to doubt myself. I don't want to feel insecure about being rejected. So I want to boost my confidence in this area. I want to build my skills here. I want to have the resilience and the courage to have that door slammed in my face and still come back and still keep trying, right? So think about that because I think once you see it, it gives you all of the control and your power to do something about it. Okay, so when we fear failure, when we fear that we are never going to be perfect, when we worry that we're never going to be successful enough, this perspective can cost us a lot of time a lot of pain and a lot of confusion and money, right? Because when we're in a state of confusion, we're not making decisions, we're feeling bad about ourselves, we don't know who we are, where we're going or what we're doing, and all, the, all we're doing is spinning our gears, which is painful and it costs a lot of time. So I want to offer you a different way to look at each of these things. So what if you chose to see success as unlimited? What if there was no cap on how successful you could be? Right? What if there was no glass ceiling that you ever had to shatter because everything that you wanted was available to you? Because that's the reality of it. There is no cap on your earning potential, your success potential, unless you decide there is. With the world that we live in, with being able to launch businesses online, with being able to go to different companies and do the different things, you can do whatever you want to do. So the only way that you see your success is limited is if you choose to. Right, That's just a limiting belief that you can overcome. And what if you saw imperfect is actually perfect, like I chose to? Where would you accept yourself? Where would you be nicer to yourself? Where would you let things go or stop putting on the show for other people or stop caring about what your Instagram looked like? Where would you let yourself just be if imperfect was good enough? And what if failure was just feedback? What if it was just a sentence of, yeah, we didn't meet the criteria here? Cool. Here's how we're going to do better next time. Here's how I'm going to learn and grow from this. Here's how I'm going to turn this failure into a success. And I will tell you, being in product development, our biggest million dollar products came from failures. There was a product that I created and it was from an epic fail. It was in testing and I can't go into details about what it is because I've got fun NDAs in place that keep me from talking about all of the things that I did, you know, welcome to product developer life. But essentially when this product was in testing, it failed majorly. And to the point where I'm like, oh my God, I have a meeting with Target, one of the biggest brands and, you know, companies in the world. I'm about to present this to them and it failed. It failed testing. Oh my God, what do I do? And then all of a sudden I put a spin on it 
And I made that failure look like it was supposed to be that way all along. And it ended up getting into every single door of Target. It ended up being one of the company's biggest successes that they had ever had. So a lot of times, the biggest innovations, the biggest successes in this world come from a failure. It comes from a fluke. It comes from an oops. So what if your best success was right on the other side of that failure, but you're so scared of failing and you're just so reluctant to fail and you're so worried about being judged and shamed for it that you're robbing yourself of the most amazing success that you could have ever have dreamed of? And what if rejection was nothing more than protection? What if all those closed doors were meant to be closed for a reason? What if they were protecting you from getting into an opportunity that wasn't meant for you? Because I can't tell you how many times I've personally experienced and how many times I've seen my clients experience this. There will be an opportunity that doesn't work out and we're so sad about it, right? It's like, oh God, that was the perfect thing. And then all of a sudden something that was a hundred times better, better than we could have ever imagined comes and happens right on the other side of that. But if we would have taken the initial opportunity, we would have never have had the opportunity that was even better. So I want you to think about every time a door slams in your face, every time a relationship doesn't work out, every time you are hurt because you hear no, what if it's because it's out of protection? What if that relationship with that person who you really thought it was meant to be, the one that got away, right? What if that was because your dream person was right on the other side of that, but you needed to go through that rejection and that painful experience to grow into the person that was ready for your dream person or your dream opportunity, whatever it might be, right? Our pain can be used as the most powerful fuel to grow, to be the person that is ready to receive the thing that we were meant to receive. But if we never go through that experience, we never grow into that person. And next thing you know, you settled, you're in situations where you're not fulfilled, you're not happy, and that's not where I want to see you living. So what would change if you shifted into these perspectives? Success is unlimited, imperfect is actually perfect, failure is just feedback, and rejection is just protection. So I want you to try this on. Write down your SPF formula, think about these perspective shifts, and just see if you're open to seeing things in a different way after we've had this conversation. And I want to know, how does this feel to you? Hearing a completely opposite perspective, right? Because we are so conditioned and trained to see that we can't fail. Oh God, failure is death, right? All of the dramatized ways that society conditions us to feel about these things. So I want to know what comes up for you as you listen to this. So send me a message on Instagram at your soul makeup. I want to hear your thoughts on this episode. All right, friend, I will be back with you next time. And I cannot wait to see you put your SPF on. Oh, hey, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If this helps you, I would love for you to share the gift of confidence with a friend because this is how we all grow. So share this with your girls, a coworker, a fellow mama, or your fam on social media because we all need support in our confidence journey. So sharing can help us heal, feel better, and take steps to grow now. Also, I'd love if you would drop your rating in. Ratings and reviews help me so much more than you realize. And if you found yourself listening today and thinking, I need professional support, I would love to invite you to join the CAN program where I will teach you how to take confident action now. If increased confidence is what you want, this is multiple months of dedicated you time where we will do the deep work on you to create your most confident self, both personally and professionally. Because once you know how to generate the feeling of confidence from the inside out, the possibilities become endless and your results become inevitable. This is the most valuable investment you will ever making yourself. And I cannot wait to see who you become on the other side of doing this work on you. So visit me at soulmakeup.com to learn more or come be my bestie on Instagram. You can find me at your soul makeup. See you next time.